0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Harry Potter, Reading Harry Potter with an 11 year old. Now, today we are going to be reading Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone The Vanishing Glass. Continued. So, in my last episode, I read half of The Vanishing Glass, and in my previous episode, I read the first chapter. So, I'm back. And about to read The Vanishing Glass. The rest of what we're reading continued. This will only take... This podcast will only last about 5-6 minutes. Unlike my other ones, going up to 20 minutes. And 40 minutes. So, I really hope you enjoy. Um, uh, I really like doing these. Uh, I haven't done one for two days. But yeah, I just really enjoy doing these. And feel free to visit my podcast and listen to my other um, videos that I've made. So you can listen to the first chapter and the sequel. Or, sorry, this is the sequel. Or the episode before this one. So, this podcast is intended for pretty much everyone, no matter what age, what race. Doesn't matter. Everyone just deserves to listen to some Harry Potter. So I don't want to waste any more time. Let's get straight into it and read Harry Potter, The Philosopher's Stone, The Vanishing Glass, continued by J.K. Rowling. Okay, let's start. Harry supposed that the wind must have caught him in mid jump. But today, nothing was going to go wrong. It was even worth being with Dudley and Piers to be spending the day somewhere that wasn't school, his cupboard, or Mrs. Figger's cabbage-smelling living room. While he drove, Uncle Vernon complained to Arthur Junior. He liked to complain about things. People at work, Harry, the council, Harry, the bank, and Harry were just a few of his favourite subjects. This morning, it was motorbikes. Roaring along like them maniacs, the young hoodlums, he said, as a motorbike overtook them. I had a dream about a motorbike, said Harry, remembering it. Suddenly, it was flying. Uncle Vernon nearly crashed into the car in front. He turned around in a seat and yelled at Harry, his face like a gigantic beetroot with a moustache. Motorbikes don't fly! Dudley and Pierce sniggered. I know they don't, Harry said. But it was only a dream. He wished he hadn't said anything. If there was one thing the Dursleys hated even more than his asking questions, it was his talking about anything acting in a way it shouldn't, no matter if it was in a dream or even a cartoon. They seemed to think he might get a very dangerous idea. It was a very sunny day, and the zoo was crowded with families. The Dursleys bought Dudley and Pierce large chocolate ice creams at the entrance. Then, because the smiling lady in the van had asked asked Harry what he wanted before they could hurry him away, they bought him a cheap lemon ice lolly. It wasn't bad either, Harry thought, licking it as they watched a gorilla scratching its head and looking remarkably at Dudley, except that it wasn't blonde. Oh, sorry. Remarkably like Dudley, except that it wasn't blonde. Harry had the best morning he'd had in a long time. He was careful to walk a little apart from the Dudleys, from the Dursleys, so that Dudley and, P- and Dudley and Piers, who were starting to get bored by the animals by lunchtime, wouldn't fall back on their favorite hobby of hitting him. They ate in the West Zoo restaurant, and when Dudley had a tantrum because his knickerbocker glory wasn't big enough. Uncle Vernon bought him another one, and Harry was allowed to finish the first. Harry felt afterwards he should have known. Harry felt afterwards that he should have known it was all too good to last. After lunch, they went into the reptile house. It was cool and dark in here, with lit windows and all with lit, lit windows all along the walls. Behind the glass, all sorts of lizards and snakes crawling and slithering over bits of wood and stone. Dudley and Pierce wanted to see the huge poison cobras and thick man-crushing pythons. Dudley quickly found... Um... Dudley quickly found the biggest snake in the place. It could have wrapped his body twice around Uncle Vernon's car and crushed it into a dustbin. But at the moment, it didn't look in a good mood. In fact, it was fast asleep. Dudley stood, with his nose pressed against the glass, staring at the ground at the glistening brown coils. Make it move he whined at his father. Uncle Vernon tapped on the glass, but the snake didn't budge. Do it again Dudley ordered. Uncle Vernon rapped away smartly with his, with his knuckles, but the snake just snoozed on. This is boring Dudley moaned. He shuffled away. Harry moved in front of the tank and looked at it and looked intently at the snake. He would have been surprised if it had died of boredom itself. It had no company except stupid people drumming their fingers on the glass and trying to disturb it all day long. It was worse than Arpetunia hammering on the door to wake you up. At least he got to visit the rest of the house. The snake suddenly opened its beady eyes slowly, very slowly. It raised its head until its eyes were level with Harry's. It winked. Harry stared. Then he looked quickly around to see if anyone was watching. They weren't. He looked back at the snake and w- winked too. The snake jerked its head towards Uncle Vernon and Dudley, then raised his eyes that gave Harry a look and said, I get that all the time. I know, Harry murmured through the glass. "'though he wasn't really sure the snake could hear him. "'It must be really annoying.' "'The snake nodded vigorously. "'Where do you come from, anyway?' "'The snake jabbed its head at a little sign next to the glass. "'Harry peered at it. Bowl constrictor, "'Bazil. "'The bowl Constrictor stabbed its tail at the sign again "'and sa- and Harry read on. "'This specimen was bred in the zoo. "'Oh, I see.' So, you have they've been to Brazil. The snake shook its head, and a deafening shout came behind Harry that made both of them jump. Dudley! Mr Dursley! Come and look at this snake! You won't believe what it's doing! Dudley came waddling as- towards them as fast as he could. Out of the way, you, he said, punching Harry in the ribs. Caught out by surprise. Harry felt hard on the concrete fall. What ha- came ne- next happened so fast, that no one saw how it happened. One second, Piers and Dudley were leaning right up close to the glass. Next minute, they had leapt back with howls of horror. Harry sat up and gasped. The snake front of the ball constrictor's tank had vanished. The great snake was uncoiling itself rapidly, sh- um, slithering out onto the floor. People running out to the reptile house screamed and started running for the exit. As the snake swiftly slid past them, he could have sworn a low-hissing voice said, Brazil, here I come. Thanks, amigo. But the keeper of the reptile house was in shock. But the the glass, he kept saying, where did the glass go? The zoo director made Aunt Petrini a cup of strong sweet tea while he apologized over and over again. Piers and Dudley could only give up, as far as Harry had seen, the snake hadn't done anything but, except snap playfully at their heels as it passed. But by the time they were all back in Uncle Vernon's car, Dudley was te- Dudley was telling them how they had nearly bitten off his leg, while Piers was swearing that it had tried to squeeze them to death. But worst of all, for Harry at least, Piers was coming down enough to say, "Harry was talking to it, weren't you, Harry?" Uncle Vernon waited until Piers was safely out of the house, and he was so angry that he could hardly speak. He managed to say, Go. Cupboard. Stay. No meals! Before he collapsed into a chair, an Aunt petunia ran to get him a large brandy. Harry lay in his dark cupboard much later, wishing he had a watch. He didn't know what time it was, and... He couldn't be sure the Dursleys were asleep yet. Until they were, he couldn't risk sneaking some food to the, li- to sneak into the kitchen for some food. He'd lived with the Dursleys for almost ten years. Ten miserable years. And as long as he could remember. Ever since he'd been a baby and his parents had died in that car crash. He couldn't remember being in the car with his parents when his parents had died. Sometimes, when he strained his memory during long hours in his cupboard, he came up with a strange vision, a blinding flash of green light, and though he couldn't imagine where all the green light came from, he couldn't remember his parents at all. His aunt and uncle never spoke about them, and of course he was forbidden to ask questions. There were no photographs of them in the house. When he had been younger, Harry had dreamed and dreamed of some unknown relation coming to take him away, but it never happened. The Dursleys were his only family. Yet sometimes he thought, or maybe hoped, that strangers in the street seemed to know him. Very strange strangers they were too. A tiny man in a violet top hat had once bowed to him while out shopping with Aunt Petunia and Dudley. After asking Harry, after asking Harry furiously if he knew the man, Aunt Petunia had rushed him out of the shop without buying anything. A wild-looking old woman once dressed in a green. In a green it doesn't say it just says in green. Anyway, had waved merrily to him on the bus. Must be cloak. Must be an editing mistake. But I'll just go with cloak. A wild looking old woman dressed in a green cloak had waved to him merrily at uh at him once on the bus. A bald man in a very long purple coat had taken had actually shaken his hand in the street the other day, then walked away without a word. The weirdest thing about all these people is the way they had they seemed to vanish at the second Harry tried to get a closer look. At school Harry had no one. Everyone knew that Dudley's gang hated odd Harry Potter and in his backyard clothes and broken glasses, and that no one nobody like to disagree with Dudley's game. So that's all for today, I really hope you enjoyed that, um, it wasn't too long, my other one was 18 minutes so I must have read a bit more in my last episode, but that doesn't matter. Now the next episode is going to be The Letters from Nobody. Um I see I'll see if I can read the whole chapter. I probably can. It's about maybe ninety nine percent chance that I probably can. Just that because I'm only eleven. Um and I have to go to bed and I have other priorities like homework and stuff. So yeah, it's really really hard to cluster all those things, but that's fine. I can work my way around. But I really hope you enjoy my continued version of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, chapter two, The Vanishing Glass, continued. Um, please leave a rating and a review down below. But remember how the old saying goes. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. But if you do have something nice to say, leave it down below in the form of a review and rating it would also really really help if you could follow me on spotify and um constructive criticism would really help too please share this with your friends and everyone that you know i would deeply appreciate that um that's pretty much all i have to say can't wait for the next episode it'll probably be coming out tomorrow two days time And remember, please check out my other videos and podcasts. Go to my channel, Reading Harry Potter with an 11-Year-Old. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you the next time I make a podcast.